Oh, as believers in, in Jesus, you know, there's a lot of believers, but you have to decipher who you believe in. There's a lot of believers that believe in outside influences, outside sources. It's interesting because one of the verses I have this morning uh, is talking about a lion, but there's two lions in Scripture. We have the Lion of Judah. I'm going to read in Revelation. It's all through Scripture, but just Revelation uh, 5, verse 5. But one of the elders, and I'm sorry I didn't give you guys this uh, Scripture, but one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. The lion of Judah is our risen Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. He is the lion of Judah. But it's interesting because one of the scriptures that I was actually going to read was in 1 Peter 5, verse 8 to 9. 1 Peter 5, verse 8 to 9, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. What Chris saw this morning in a vision was a lion that was licking him. A devouring lion won't lick you. Well, he might lick you once to see if you're good tasting. And then it's going to be crunch, you know, so I just I say this because we need to know that there are imitation lions out there. There are lions that are looking for the sheep. They are in wolves' clothing. They are looking for the sheep to eat and to devour and to destroy. And we need to be on our guard and say, no, 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 no. I have my sword with me, the word of God. And the word of God talks about my lion. The Lion of Judah. He's my Lion because he's my Lord and Savior. And I'll tell you what, when you have the Lion of Judah in you and walking with you, beside you, you will know a bad Lion. Because you have a good Lion with you. The Lion of power. The Lion of authority of this earth. So don't let things just tickle your ears and think it's all good. Take it to the word. Take it to the word because there's a lot of lions out there walking this earth. Walk with the lion of Judah. Hmm. What if he walked in this room right now? I personally think he wouldn't fit through the doors. He would literally knock the walls down. Standing in here. Where two or more are gathered in his name, he is with us. Ah. Christ himself, Holy Spirit, is here with us in this room. The Lion of Judah is with us. He has power and authority. Kissing you. Wanting to be with you. Wanting to run with you. Grab on to his mane and run. Grab into the presence of the fullness of who he is and realize when you stand by the biggest, baddest, boldest lion in all of history of heaven and earth and you stand beside him, you got no fear because there's not one other lion 
who would even attempt to challenge him because it would be foolish. It would be like this little lion, meow, 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 running around. And the only little lion running around is literally running around so you can lift up your heel in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ and stomp that little lion. But when the lion of Judah is standing by you, those little lions turn to little, little kitty cats. Maybe you like kittens or cats. Well, these are bad cats. They won't come close until... They see you get a little separated from the Lion of Judah. Because there, this verse, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, he is your adversary. He is your fighting against everything you are in Christ Jesus. His whole purpose in his measly existence is to try to take everybody out that he possibly can try to take them out of the church, try to take them out of the family of God, try to take them out of the kingdom of heaven. So this adversary, he's like a roaring lion, and the bigger you think he is, the bigger that lion roars at you. But you know what? I look at the devil, and I look at Jesus Christ declaring after his resurrection that all authority has been given to him, in heaven and on earth, and I get to look at that devil when he starts to come a little bit close and say, get out, kitty cat. Get back to your litter box. Go hang out there for a while because we ain't cleaning the box. I walk with the Lion of Judah. Anyways, amen. As Christian believers in Jesus, we are called to live a life with great purpose and great meaning. If, if we don't have great meaning in our life and great purpose, you need to find Christ, the Lion of Judah, in another level. You need to look for him and go after him with everything that you have. Because if we don't go after him, he stands at your door and he knocks, knocks, knocks. But if you don't open up your door into him and his presence, then he's outside your door knocking. And I want to encourage us, sometimes we put religious doors up. What does that look like? Our own theologies or our own mindsets, our own understanding is like a door to his presence. That the door closes to his presence in you. And I tell you what, we are in such a time as this, we have no longer the ability to be locking doors in the pre- for the presence of God. We need to be opening doors uh, that have never been opened in our lives before. We need to dust off the door handles, undo the locks and chains that that maybe pain or hurt has caused in our lives, and we need to open those doors so wide that his presence blows in, and it blows every cobweb out, it blows every dust out. You become like a dust storm right out your ear and out your mouth and goes away. So then his presence can come in, his power, his authority. What goes on in the world around us should never take us away from God's purposes and calling in our lives. You have to grasp, we have to understand that we are victorious through Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. This is Paul writing, Ephesians 3, 20. Now to him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above what? All that we could ask or think. we got to grasp this roaring lion. 
we got to grasp this, this lion of Judah, not the devil lion, lion of Judah. We got to grasp this understanding that he is able, he is able to go so far beyond our own understanding that we should just start losing our mind a bit more. We need to lose our understanding for the sake of the gospel. We need to lose our own understanding. Honestly, any theology, remember theology, theos ohaliha is man's study or man's interpretation of the word. If I have a theology in me that, that is my study of the word 20, 30 years ago and it doesn't line up with the living scriptures of today, I want it gone. I want it out. I don't want that in my mind. I actually think I love Papa Bill Johnson. He says, perfect theology is, is Jesus Christ. Tell you what, you know, people will ask me, well, what's your theological statement on mid-trib, pre-trib, post-trib? Well, what is it? But you have an answer? Does it really matter? Does it change your salvation? Tell you what, if, if I'm pre, I'll just smile at you guys if you're still left on earth, you know? So, no, I'm just kidding. I kind of sit in that mid because I'm like, I don't know, whatever. I'm not focused on the tribulation, I'll be honest with you. It's going to happen. But you know what? If you're pre, mid, or post, you're still a son or a daughter of the king. And it'll never separate you and me. We have to have this. And I'm not saying theology is wrong. No, go for it. Get a theological doctorate. That's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. Unless your theology overpowers the word. If your theology hinders, holds back, or overpowers what God is saying, then you have bad theology. Bad. And you know what's interesting about the Word of God? He didn't make it fully crystal clear. Like, there's a variety of theologies you can pull out of this Word. They all lead to Christ. They all lead to your salvation. That's the importance that we need to go after. Amen? So who can exceed, do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us? Interesting, that end of that verse, that Paul added something that relied on you. We always love to see the first part, you know, yes, yeah, yeah, God's going to do abundantly above all we ask or think. He's going to exceedingly go beyond that. According to the power that works in you, you got no power working in you, don't expect the first part of the verse to happen. So in reality, if you're feeling like exceedingly abundantly things aren't happening in your life, see if there's a bad lion close to you or a good one. Take a check on your own self, your own Free will. Because God has, please hear my heart in saying this, he has bound himself by giving you a free will. He didn't make you a puppet. He didn't make me a puppet. If so, we're in his image. We'd all look perfect. And I'm looking at some of you, and he didn't make you fully. You're all beautiful. Everyone watching on, you're all beautiful. But he chose to give us 
of free will. Which means if he has given you everything in his kingdom, the only reason you and I wouldn't be operating in it and living in it is not him, it's your free will. It's the choices. Oh, he desires. He actually doesn't just desire, he knows that you are to walk with power and authority in his kingdom. He knows you are sons and daughters. He knew you before the foundations of the earth were laid. He knew you when you are in your mother's womb and sanctified you. He knows you. In his mind, when he's looking at us as believers, he's like, yeah, there's a world changer. Yeah, go, there's another. There's an, oh, look at them all. Look at them all in windward. They're all world changers. They're all on fire. They're all walking with the lion of Judah at their sides, getting licked once in a while. That's how lions kiss. They lick. We must have power in us to walk exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We have to choose Jesus Christ. I have you as my Lord and Savior. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your living Lord and Savior, and maybe you're online right now watching, then today's the day you need to just ask him and say, Jesus, I opened the door for you. Come into my life. Come into my mind. Renew my mind in Jesus' name. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's literally taking your free will and saying, Yes, Lord, I'm here. I'm here. John chapter 10, verse 10, we just read. I'll, I'll say it quickly again. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and, they, and that they may have it a little bit more abundantly. You see, look at because the power, when, when, when you walk in Ephesians 3.20 and you choose according to walk in the power of Jesus Christ in you, the power that he carries, you know, the interesting thing, he has all authority in heaven and earth. But power is still a choice. He has power. You, in your free will, have power power. You have the power to choose which line. You have the power to choose who you're going to listen to. Oh, and I pray it's this. You have the power to choose Christ Jesus and the authority that he has, which is all authority. And what does scripture say? And he gives that authority to whom he chooses. In other words, people that choose him he chooses to give authority. But the last thing you want is someone trying to walk in power of their own might and their own authority. It'll be dictatorship to the core. They'll be casting fear into you, just like some governments in the last few years have cast a ton of fear into people. And that was a bad, bad deal, but I'm just talking fear. Fear is a controller. We must have power in us to walk the exceedingly abundant lifestyle. And power is a choice. Every morning you wake up, you get to choose. Which power am I going to carry today? I'm choosing the power of Jesus Christ. Because he's got all authority. 
you dumb little lying kitty cat over there, get back to hell because I'm choosing the power and the lion of Judah. Because that little lying thief, that devil, what does he come for? To steal, kill, and destroy. You feel like you're being robbed of something? You feel like you're dying inside? You feel like your life is full of destruction? Well, I know where it came from. It came from the lies of the devil. Because you know what? When you have Christ Jesus in you, the exact opposite happens. He comes not to steal, he comes to give. He doesn't come to kill you, he comes to give you eternal life. He doesn't come to destroy you, he comes to empower you on this earth as it is in heaven. So when you breathe your last breath, you will live with him in heaven and you will be transferred from glory to glory. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, because the opposite of fear is faith. The opposite of faith is fear. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, this is the word of the Lord that came to the prophet Jeremiah in prison. Where? In prison. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me. That's it. Call to me. When something starts to happen in your life, call to him. You know, years and years ago when I was struggling, you know, just trying not to do certain sins in my life, and you think they're hidden, and this is years ago, and, and I started to realize as soon as I started to sing and praise Jesus and sing worship songs, it literally went out of my mind. I literally had victory almost instantaneously. And so it goes back to the choice, the free will. When something bad's coming along, celebrate God. Celebrate Christ Jesus. Be filled with his Holy Spirit. And watch the power and the authority that you have to overcome every obstacle, every attack. You have the power and the authority through Jesus Christ. But if we call to God, I wrote a little note, you need to be close enough to him to hear, for him to hear you. It's really tough when you're calling out to God and he's nowhere near you and you're like, well, no, he never leaves me or forsakes you. Well, I don't think he can handle sin that long. But yes, he's faithful, absolutely. I guarantee you, I, I know, I'm sure that there's many, many sinners that at the last moments of their breath called out to God, they'll be in heaven. I think we'll be surprised who's in heaven. We might be surprised who's not. <laughs> Just because you're a good preacher doesn't put you in heaven. Just because you've got a prophetic gift doesn't put you in heaven. Just because you preach the gospel and you evangelize doesn't put you in heaven. Just because you teach the Word of God doesn't put you in heaven. Just because you apostolically cover many, many other ministries does not put you in heaven. I think we'll be surprised who made it, and I think we'll be surprised who didn't make it. That's my feeling. The Bible makes it clear that Christians are in a continual spiritual contest with the devil. That devil will continually go after you. But I guarantee you, the more you walk with the Lion of Judah, the less that little devil can even get close to you. It's when you start to get separated, you feel 
you feel lonely, you feel exhausted, you feel tired. Uh, and, and in a wolf pack, what do the wolves look for? In a lion pack, what do they look for? They look for the older or the weak ones or the little infant ones that straggle behind the pack. I'll tell you what, you feel lonely, you better come out here to Windward and get into the family. And if you're like, well, I come to Windward, but I still feel lonely, it ain't our fault, it's yours. Because we've got life groups, we've got so many things going on that want you to be a part of it. We have like 80, 85% of our whole congregation is involved in life groups. You feel lonely? Let us know. We're going to put you into somewhere that you're going to feel the closeness of the family. We'll lay hands on you. We'll break any bondages off and bind that dirty, lying, deceiving devil. And we're going to put you into the family because we love you and who you are. We have to actively go after all that God has planned for our life. You can't just sit back and expect things to happen. It's a terrible theology in many religious circles that you come to a Sunday service and you sit in your same pew every single time. You get very offended if someone sat there. But you sit there and, and then it's kind of, in some circles, it's, it's expected that if you just do that and give money to the church, everything's going to be good. I'm here to tell you what, no, that's not right. You come here, you're coming into a family. You sit wherever you want to sit. Go after God. Whether you give or don't give, it doesn't matter to the family's sake. What matters is that you're committed in and you're saying, I'm part of this family. I'm part of this family. First Peter, First Peter, oh no, I did that one already. You are not alone. The devil wants you to think you're alone. He wants you to think you're struggling more than everybody else. And really, it boils down to selfishness. When we start to put our problems over and above everyone else's problems, that our problems are bigger, it's actually selfishness, people. It's selfishness. It's being self-centered. I, <laughs> I have a living Lord and Savior that says nothing is too impossible. Nothing is too big for you to overcome. It's 2 Timothy 3, verse 12. This is Paul speaking. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Great. Can't we just eliminate some of these verses? We're a happy, happy group. No, we're a truth, truth group. We're not here to tickle anyone's ears. Believe me, if you study the life of Paul, you will know some of his sufferings. I want to tell you what. When that expression, suffering for Jesus, it has truth to it, but I don't believe it's to be your lifestyle. I believe you'll have times of suffering, times of mourning, times of feeling lonely, times of, of being by yourself and, and depressed, but never the lifestyle. Because honestly, the victory of Jesus Christ in you you can't be in victory and suffer. How do, you do, how do you have victory and lose? How do you have victory, power, and authority 
wisdom of Christ Jesus in you while you're suffering the humiliating attacks, depression, and loneliness of the enemy. Can't do it. Jesus suffered on the cross for you and me, but he didn't suffer for you and I to live the lifestyle of his suffering. He suffered on the cross so you and I wouldn't have to live the lifestyle of suffering. And when you look at what Paul's saying, and, he, and, and people who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, he's talking about the people of the world. They're not probably going to love you. You know what? I, I honestly know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are people that don't like us because we're Christians. I, I know what our own government has spoken and said clearly on national television and in, in the country of Colombia. He was very clear, and I'm not going against what him, I'm going against what he said. It was very, very clear. It was noted in Colombia, made national headlines, and he was very clear, and he said, the Christians are the problem in Canada. They're like insects in our nation. He just was foolish enough to say it in Colombia, which is huge Catholic, where they're all Christians. And so, you know what? Every time I go to Colombia as a Canadian, I have to pay $83 U.S. to get in. Usually Canadians, we get in everywhere. No, Americans go in free, all the other, every country of the world except Canada. We have our own special little line in, in the Aeropuerto de Bogota, in the Bogota airport. And I was born in Bogota. And I get a special little line. I didn't know about the special little line. I was in the main line. And they kindly escorted me to a special little line. I said, who is this for? Like, I'm not a dignitary. No, he says, you're a Canadian. I said, yeah. He said, well, you have to pay. And they got a little special machine just for me. Put my credit card in, thousands and thousands of pesos or whatever it was. Father, I pray for revival in our government. I pray that every one of our governmental leaders will have an encounter of your presence, an encounter of your glory. Oh, 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 because we love our nation of Canada. And we are going to have revival from sea to sea. It's already been birthed. It's already breaking out. It's already happening. And we are going to see revival from sea to sea in this great nation, from the north to the south, from the east to the west. Revival of your presence and glory. Revival of your presence and glory. John 15, 18 to 19, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. <laughs> this is Jesus speaking. Hey, the world hates you, don't worry about it, it hated me too. Oh, good, we're like Jesus then. If the world doesn't hate you, take a look and see which gospel you're preaching. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, of this world, but, you, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. What's interesting is he's talking the generalization of the world, 
But there's so many people that want to know something. They want to know truth. Uh, and I think that's why Asbury had the breakout of revival in the Gen Z's. Uh, I, and right now Pasadena's going. Bethel's been going. Uh, Texas is going. There's revivals breaking out all over. Because literally the world is starting to look for answers. And you and I have their answer. It's Christ Jesus. It's the Word of God. Sometimes a Christian walk, uh, a true Christian walk is like rowing upstream in the world's views. But I want to tell you what, paddle harder and keep flowing. Everyone's like, whoa, I just want to float down the river in His presence. No, no, no. Just get on your boat, get your motor cranking and start going upstream to go after the world. You can soak in His presence for a reason and a purpose. Yes, hang out in His presence. Yes, walk in His presence. We need to learn that when we come to the service and you don't feel something, you bring it in. You bring it in. You make the choice. And we go after His presence. We go after His glory. So then when we get up off this floor and we walk out those doors, we are carrying His presence. We are carrying His glory everywhere we go because His presence is a choice to walk in. And the choice of going after His presence, it will create an emotional experience of some kind. But you know, in His presence, again, it's not just being out of control and the physical and drunk. Oh, that's a good part of His presence. I love it. I love it. Drink, drink, drink. But if all we do is drink and don't take it to a lost and dying world, then we're gluttons for ourselves. Selfish. Drink. We come here on a Sunday to drink in His glory, to come together in unity and power and authority in His presence. To be able to walk right out those doors or drag yourself out those doors if you're too drunk in His presence. But take what you get, His glory, and become the shining light of His presence in your job, in your family, in your workplace. Romans 8, starting in verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? This is the heart of God speaking. He sent His Son so you and I could receive all things of Him. All things of His presence. All things of His glory. <laughs> what a promise we have. Then verse 33, who shall bring charge against God's elect? In other words, what little measly lion is roaring over there in the corner? Who dares bring a charge against God's elect? 
That's why we don't listen to the slander of the church. We don't listen to the lies of the devil. We don't listen to the lies of the world. It is God who justifies. He stands with us. I just, I truly believe that when, when we go from glory to glory and when there's a, a judgment seat or a time and we're in there and I bet you what, that, that little devil with all his little lawyers are going to be in there. And Jesus himself will be in there. And if that little devil tries to say one thing, but do you remember silence? Yeah, but you know what? He'd silence. And the Lion of Judah maybe will look at us and say, you were worth dying for. I rose from the grave for you. Honestly, I think if there's any judgment, it's going to be on what you could have done and didn't do. But it can't be from your sin if you're forgiven. Because God says your sins are buried in the deepest of oceans to never be remembered. And so that deceiver, he wants you to remember all your bad sins, all your bad times, all the things that have been done against you, all your hurts uh, and all your pains. Uh, but I'm here to declare to you that the Lion of Judah is looking at you. And he might just want to lick you right now and kiss you all over and love on you. And say to you, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can go higher. You can go farther. You can run faster. You can fly as the wings of an eagle. Mount up, oh people. Don't get tied down by the things of this earth. Mount up, oh mighty warriors of victory. Verse 34, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for you. He is constantly interceding for you. That Lion of Judah, Christ Jesus himself, he is literally interceding for you 24-7. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trials or tri shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword or pandemics or governments of this earth? No, because as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Because we kill our sinful nature. Every day, you kill that sinful nature. I truly believe when we walk more 
in Christ and us, it transforms your sinful nature into kingdom nature. I can't sing, you dirty, wretched sinners all the time. I, I, you're not. You're never seen as a dirty, wretched, useless sinner. God never has seen you as that. He sees you as a son, as a daughter, looking for him. But look at verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than what? Failures? No. Conquerors. In other words, you're not just to conquer the problem. You're more than a conqueror. Like, we got to grasp this, people. You're, you're not just defeating a problem. You're more than a conqueror through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What can separate you? Nothing. 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 Let's all stand. Wildfire. I feel fire. It might be snowing outside, but there's a fire burning at windward. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, fire of your presence. I literally see the upper room, tongues of fire, tongues of fire, looking for heads to land on. I feel like each one of us just have to say, land on me, Lord. Land on me, Holy Spirit. I want more. I want more. And I am saying, Holy Spirit, land on me. Land on me. I want more. I want more. More of your presence, oh Lord. More of your glory. As Moses cried out, show me your glory, oh God. Show me your glory. And then Moses sees a burning bush. I want to encourage you all right now, look for the burning bush. That's the supernatural encounters uh, that are around you right now. You look for them, and you turn your attention to them, and you go stand in front of them. Because I truly believe if Moses had just seen the bush and kept on walking, he would have never heard the voice of God. And the ground he stood on would never have been, never have been declared holy. It wasn't until Moses turned aside. It means he changed his direction and looked at the supernatural sight of a burning bush that was not consumed. I pray, Lord God, that every one of us will look to the burning bushes around us. Look to the miraculous of your kingdom. Our sons, our daughters, burning bushes, some of them waiting to catch fire, some of them already on fire, our grandbabies, burning bushes, babies yet unborn. I can actually see in both Jessica and Rianne's womb right now. Fire, fire, fire. Shh. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, if you're pregnant, put your hand, if you're watching online or in this house, put your hand on your womb.
and say, you're a burning bush, young one. You carry the fire, the fire of my Lord. Spirit, put your hand on your children. Maybe they live a long ways away. See your children right now. Put, put your hand in the Spirit and declare fire on their lives. Maybe it's friends that you have that need more fire. See them in the Spirit right now. And let the fire of His Holy Spirit come upon them. I'm actually literally watching a future podcast a video thing that Jeremy does and I'm watching literally thousands upon thousands on the internet getting touched by fire. As Jeremy is declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ, I see two angels stand behind him with their swords outstretched to his computer screen. Fire, fire, fire. Father, we bless everyone in this house. Everyone watching online right now. We bless them. We thank you, Father. Your son is known as the man of wisdom. The man of wisdom and he lives and dwells in us. And I can actually see wise decisions coming for many, many people that are watching online or in this house right now. You'll get a gut feeling of which decision to make in the future, just literally future hours, days, months. And God will give you wisdom, wisdom. In Jesus' name, someone with a liver a liver cancer or a liver disorder I see being healed in Jesus name right now I can see it Jesus I, I see so many miracles I actually can't call them out right now I just feel like if you need a miracle a physical miracle in your body right now just see it in the spirit touch that part on your body and go after it right now lower back pain kidney uh, uh, blood disorders in Jesus name if you're watching online just believe it and go after it right now in Jesus name I can see miracles hovering over people right now in Jesus name in Jesus name ankles be healed in Jesus name ha ha Knees be healed in Jesus' name. Hip healed in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name. Neck issue, neck problem, vertebrae healed in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
emotional scars and emotional pain. Take all that past hurt, lay it at the cross right now. Let the blood of Jesus flow over all that past hurt and pain, all that unforgiveness that you've been carrying. Lay it at the foot of the cross right now. And instead of hanging out at the foot of the cross, move over to the resurrected tomb because there's an angel there declaring, He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. In Jesus' name, we are risen. We know He is risen as our Lord and our Savior. And we thank you for it, Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. <laughs> Confess with your mouth that he is Lord. Blessed is the man, the woman, who walks in the council of his presence and his glory and his word. Not in the counsel of the ungodly, but in the counsel of you, O oh God, your word, your word, your word. In Jesus' name, in the name of the risen one, in the name of the lamb who was worthy to be slain, in the name of the one who's opened the seven seals. In the name of the Lion of Judah. In the name of the Commander, the Chief, the Lord of all heaven and earth. In his name, Jesus the Christ. We all say, Amen and Amen. Be blessed. We have a prayer team up front. If anybody wants personal prayer, come on up front and get prayer. Have a safe drive home. Have an amazing week. And we look forward to you next weekend.